Welcome, everybody, to your all-time favorite podcast in the world, and arguably, as it has been said, the most useful podcast out there. I'm a little biased, so I like I like that. I think I'll go with that. I'll uh, I'll adopt that as as my truth. That's my truth. My name is Jake Savage. If this is your first time here, welcome. Grateful to have you. You can learn a little bit more about me on the bio of whatever platform you're listening to this on. But quick snapshot that I always say, I'm a former door-to-door salesman. I knocked on about 100,000 doors before transitioning into a sales startup that I helped launch with some other amazing people. My role there was to build and train a national team of sales reps around the country. And I was the president for the last three years. And during that time, we hit some fun milestones like the Inks list of the 500 fastest growing companies in the nation. Twice in the uh, 2021, I made a jump. So I've been wanting for a long time to launch my own consulting business, and that's what I do now. So I, I leverage a decade and a half of corporate sales experience to help nonprofit fundraising teams win bigger donations, primarily anti-human trafficking nonprofits. So that's me in a nutshell. And then, of course, through this podcast, we teach the masses how to get more of the things that they want in life, how to become a more effective communicator, how to be more persuasive, so you can get more of the things that you want, like raises, promotions, deals, dates, donations, get people to go on dates with you. I already said that, didn't I? I did. Well, whatever. Get more people to go on dates with you. Just be more confident in your everyday conversations. That's what Persuasion School is all about. We have a lot of fun doing it. Quick note here, the audio may be a little bit off as it was last Thursday because we're on the road. My family is uh is on like a three three and a half week trip we are currently in durango colorado which i'm dubbing the second promised land the first is where we live which is dc second one is going to be durango colorado this is actually where my wife and i met we went to a little school here called fort lewis college back in the day and so now we're here visiting some friends having a lot of fun so i'm recording this from the mobile studio aka the in-laws car but i think the audio quality is okay Hopefully it works for you guys. All right, anyways, let's go ahead and jump into it. So it's Thursday. And on Thursdays, one of two things has happened. Either I've put together a topic based off of my own experience or something from the world of psychology or uh, psychology or neuroscience for how we can be more effective communicators. Or I've interviewed somebody awesome doing amazing things and we learn from them how they influence other people to take action. One of the most valuable skills in life. And man... I've got an epic interview coming up. It's not today, but it's coming up. Might be the craziest, craziest, definitely different from anything we've ever done. Guarantee you're not going to be expecting this. That's all I can say. I'm not trying to like also provide some false hype uh, just to get you to keep, like I'm truly genuinely excited about this one and am looking, I'll just tell you a little bit. All right. So it's, it's actually a guy who is a former CIA agent whose job now is to investigate human trafficking cases. So we're going to get into some crazy, crazy tips, crazy stories of how he has to either persuade people, negotiate, or go undercover and communicate. It's just, it's going to be nuts. So anyways, that's coming up soon. But today I've put together something that I think is pretty relevant. Um, It's been something that's been on my mind more and more over the past few years. And I think it's going to be relevant for you guys too. So I'm going to provide some tips too. And if you're already a pro in this area, whatever, feel free to skip on to another episode, or maybe this could be a refresher for you. So what I wanted to dive into today was being present. 
I think that this may play one of the biggest roles for us when it comes to being effective communicators or being more persuasive or influencing the behavior of other people is the ability to be present. And the reason I bring this up is just, it's become more and more difficult to be present with all the crap that we have going on, the millions of apps that we have and all the notifications between your phone, tablet, computer, and then people around you, work environment, home environment, wherever you are, it can be really, really difficult to be present. And there have been times where I haven't been present when I needed to and was not able to achieve the results that I wanted. And also, it sucks when you're on the opposite end, you know, of someone who is talking to you and they're not present and you can tell, right? Like, isn't that one of the worst things when you're on the phone with someone and you know they're looking at the phone or the computer and they're not really engaged in the conversation? I mean, for one, it's demonstrating a lack of respect. Two, it's, you know, they're not getting their message across. And if they don't seem interested in me, then why should I even bother listening to what they have to say? And sure, you could just say, yeah, be present, but it's it's far more difficult than, than it looks or than it sounds. So I've put together a couple things that I think can help you be more present in your conversations. It's going to help you to focus more, to pay more attention, to pick up on the things that you need to pick up on in order to help meet the needs of the person that you're trying to influence and achieve a win-win scenario. So that's what I wanted to dive into today, basically. All right. If you remember a couple episodes ago, actually it was a while ago, I interviewed a guy named Donald Kelly and Donald Kelly is a sales trainer, sales consultant, and just a super energetic and enthusiastic guy. No wonder he's a sales trainer. He's just, um, I think, a gifted teacher too. So it was fun to learn from him. And one of the things that he talked about on that episode was our reticular activating system, or he refers to it a lot during that episode as the RAS, R-A-S, reticular activating system. And one of the reasons why it's important for us to be present in our conversations with other people is for that reticular activating system to work properly. All right, so what is it? If you didn't catch that episode and you're not sure what the heck I'm talking about, your reticulating, reticulating, reticular activating system is a part of your brain that kind of works like a little bit of a GPS uh, system, so to speak, where it is paying attention to your surroundings, what's going on. And it's choosing what to pay attention to. Because, you know, at any given time, whether you're driving or you're in a conversation, like there are a million different things happening in your peripheral, all types of people speaking or notifications going off, or, you know, maybe your life is in danger, right? If you're driving, it's kind of like a a tense situation. Your brain is deciding, this reticular activating system is deciding what to pay attention to at any given moment. Sometimes it's it's for self-preservation, or maybe sometimes it's for a possible reward. Right, so it's looking kind of for threats or rewards. And if a good example of, of this is, uh, and he uses this example, so I'm stealing it from him, but he was talking about how him and his wife were interested in buying a Tesla. And as soon as they started talking about buying a Tesla, they started to notice all of these Teslas on the road, like more so than they ever have. Has that ever happened to you? I, I've had that happen recently. I was talking to my wife, Alexa, because she... <laughs> Side story here. She rented me a Shelby Cobra GT350 for Father's Day for 24 hours, which is one of my dream cars. And it was an absolute blast. But I remember first telling her about Cobras 
and how it was like a version of the Mustang and she had never seen one before. And I was like, well, we live in the city. I doubt there are going to be many Cobras. I haven't seen any Cobras cruising through the streets of DC. And as soon as we had that conversation, boom, I started to notice Shelby Cobras all over DC. So anyways, your reticular, there, there are these things that do exist, but sometimes your reticular activating system is choosing to block them out. And so just because you never saw them doesn't mean that they weren't there, those things. And this includes portions of our conversations with other people. You may not pick up on certain things if your reticular activating system is focused on something else or if you're not even focused entirely. So by us being more focused and more present, we're giving our brain and our reticular activating system the space in the runway that it needs to do its job, which is to pick up on the things we need it to pick up on. And usually this is going to make a big difference when it comes to influencing the behavior of other people. So there are three sort of big mistakes that people make that prevent them from being fully present. The first two are not rocket science. And so as I say them, you might be like, yeah, of course, I figured this. But there are a couple things to each that have helped uh, make an impact, at least on me and my career when it comes to persuasion. One is poor eating habits. Yeah, we all know that if we eat better, we feel better. We get that. But there is one thing I learned uh, a couple years ago that made a big difference on my daily work, like efficiency and effectiveness, which was the size of the meals that I would eat. So if I had a massive breakfast or a massive lunch, I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I thought I was just having a normal meal. And especially after a massive lunch, maybe you joke like, oh, I'm in a food coma right now. I'm struggling. That's actually real. And what's happening during those times is when you do overeat or you even have like a, a it doesn't even have to be a huge meal, but just a decent sized meal, your, your body is going to send more blood to your stomach to help the digestion process. And usually this blood comes from your brain. So your brain is, your yeah, your blood is going to drain from your brain and go towards your stomach to help you process that large meal. So having a large breakfast right before getting to work or a large lunch in the middle of the workday can slow you down severely and have a huge impact on your ability to be efficient and effective in those conversations. And it's going to make it really difficult to focus because your brain doesn't have the normal blood and oxygen that it would to be able to have those conversations well and to focus well. So that's one. Eating habits. Two, another kind of obvious one here, poor sleep habits. We all get this, but this can heavily impact your ability to focus and pay attention during your conversations. There are a lot of salespeople out there. I know not everybody that listens to this show is a salesperson, but speaking to the salespeople out there, there are a couple of different types. One, there's the party animal salesperson. They're out late, drinking, whatever, hanging out. And then there's the workaholic salesperson who's maybe on commission and is just cranking out those emails till one, two, or three in the morning. Both are not good. The alcohol obviously is going to uh, make it difficult for your body to get the proper sleep that it needs. Even though sometimes you might feel, oh, it just helped me pass right out and I, I fell asleep and slept straight through the night. Maybe so. But when you drink alcohol, it impacts your body's ability to go into deep sleep and REM sleep, which is what you need to recharge and actually rest. So that's one thing. And the second thing is if you are one of those workaholics and you're sending emails till two or three in the morning, the blue light is affecting your body's ability to fall asleep 
in a timely manner and also get the rest that you need. So one, poor eating habits. Two, poor sleep habits. Both negatively impact your ability to focus. All right, then the third and the most important one here, because I think this is the one that's killing so many of us, it's multitasking. Right, We're having a conversation with another person while semi-focused on something else. And this is happening in a few different forms. You know, a lot of us are taking Zoom calls nowadays, given the pandemic, or maybe you were in the first place. And this is really tough because when you've got your computer open, usually there are a bunch of different tabs. You might have like a, a messaging app going on with the people at your work, at Slack or some other type of group chat. Then you've got email going. Then if you're on LinkedIn, you've got LinkedIn with all its BS just blowing up all day long. And then you're trying to have a Zoom conversation with the person that you're hoping to influence. It's really, really difficult. And you may even toggle back and forth sometimes. Maybe while they're speaking, you see you got a notification for a new email. So you go over and you glance at it real quick and you come back to the conversation. We think that we're multi multitasking and maybe we think we're doing it well, when in reality, we suck at it. And there was a great piece from Psychology Today about this. And I'm going to read the quote. It says, contrary to popular belief, human beings cannot multitask. What we are capable of is handling a number of serial tasks in rapid succession or mixing automatic tasks with those that are not so automatic. You, you just can't effectively attend to two things at once, evenly or even the superficially automatic ones. All right, so there you go. We're not actually capable of multitasking. Sometimes we can just juggle, juggle semi-automatic tasks. Well, if your job is to influence another human being and you have to pay attention to everything that they're saying, ask good questions and holistically listen, and you think that you're able to multitask between doing that and toggling back to your email or LinkedIn or whatever it is, you're you're wrong and you're going to make some mistakes. Uh, you may get some quick wins in the short term, but in the long term, it's definitely going to impact the results. And you could be so much more effective if you just paid 100% attention to that person. So when you're on Zoom, one thing that I do is make that a separate window and minimize everything else. Even go onto a different desktop if you can on your laptop. Swipe to use a completely different desktop that doesn't have any of the icons or any of the folders or any tabs open that only have that Zoom tab open. Same thing happens with, or when you're on the phone with somebody. You know, you're you're just put on speakerphone or you got your headphones in and then you're scrolling through social media, even worse, while you're half listening to this person. These are just terrible distractions that are pulling us away from what needs to be done, which is really identifying our stakeholders' needs, goals, and wants for themselves so that we can frame what it is that we're offering in a way that helps to meet those needs, goals, and wants. But you're going to miss some if you're multitasking. All right, so you've got that. And then while you're in person, I think it's super important to put your phone on do not disturb and keep it out of sight. Don't just leave it on vibrate and have it in your pocket because if you're talking to somebody and the phone vibrates, then you start to wonder who just texted you or who just called you. And if you were in the middle of an important text conversation before that, you know, with whether it was work related or relationship related or something, and it was kind of heated. And now you're having this conversation with an individual, but you feel the phone vibrate. You are going to be completely absent from the conversation as you wonder what that message was about. And then sure enough, later you pull it out and it was some robo ad telling you that, uh, you know, you won $500 from a Walmart gift card 
And then you try to call it, ask for your information, you give the information, you find out that your identity has been stolen and that becomes a whole thing. And, you know, pretty soon you wish that you just had a different phone with a different number where nobody could reach you. Or at least you didn't have to fall for those gimmicks anymore. That's, that's one of the things that happens. So put your phone on do not disturb and don't be one of those people that puts the phone on the table because even if it's on do not disturb or uh, vibrate and the screen goes off, your attention is going to be drawn to that because your brain's going to be looking for that dopamine hit that you normally get from your notifications. So keep the phone off the table. And if it's your, if it's in your pocket, don't have it on vibrate, turn it on. Do not disturb altogether. Be fully present. And maybe this seems crazy. Like obviously you'd be present in the conversation, but I got to be honest. Like one thing that I noticed was when I went from my door-to-door sales job to um, working at the, the company that I've spent the last seven years at, which is an outsourced sales company for food and beverage brands. At my door-to-door job, they were super strict. If you were seen on social media, because they had people checking it, if you were seen on social media at any point during the workday, you were fired immediately. It was that simple. So I just didn't even have it on my phone. I deleted the app altogether. And then when I went into the next company, I helped start it with some people. We didn't have any, you know, there was no manager telling you what to do and what not to do. I was that person. So I'm, I'm visiting different grocery stores to try to sell these brands in. And I'm having important conversations with store managers that I'm trying to influence. It was almost like door to door, but it was store to store essentially. And I would catch myself pulling out my phone. If there was like a break in the conversation, or maybe I was holding my phone. And if I got a notification, I'm literally standing there having a conversation with the person I'm trying to persuade and the phone vibrates. And maybe if we were like walking to a different section in the store, I would check it really quick. Or if there was a break in the conversation, I just glanced down to look at it really quick. And I just started to feel a little bit more detached, which I didn't like, you know, my, my whole career is based on interacting with other human beings and getting to know what makes them tick and then trying to create a win-win scenario. And if I'm just caught up looking at social media, then I'm not able to do that well. And I like, I truly do enjoy the service aspect of being in a sales role, you know, where it isn't just my job to like trick or convince somebody to do something. It's trying to learn what makes, like I just said, what makes them tick, but also what their challenges are and seeing if I can help them overcome their challenges. And that's so much more fulfilling than the quick dopamine you hit hit that you get from some, you know, little notification on your phone. All right. No need to beat a dead horse here. You guys get the point. But again, I think this is much easier or much more uh, easier understood than it is executed in real life. It's difficult sometimes to separate yourselves from those types of distractions. But I would challenge you to do so. And I know that you're going to see a change in your results if you do try it. So food for thought there. Those big mistakes, poor sleep habits, poor eating habits, and multitasking. Even if you think you're a good multitasker, you're not. Just stop doing it and give your 100% focus and attention to the person that you're trying to persuade. Plus, they'll pick up on that right? They, they're going to feel that too. They're going to feel respected, loved, and appreciated by you. And that's going to help build rapport, strengthen the relationship, and hold, and hopefully lead to a win. And by doing all this, of course, you are giving space and runway for that reticular activating system in your brain to pick up on the things that you probably wouldn't 
if you were multitasking because your brain's you know not fully present in either scenario. So food for thought, I'll close it out there. Ditch the distractions, be fully present in the moment and you're gonna notice a difference in your results. Hopefully that was helpful. Guys, that wraps it up for today. Hey, if you're looking for more content on persuasive communication, a couple things. One, you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. It's at It's Jake Savage. That's where I'm usually posting stuff about uh, how to be a more effective communicator. Although lately, I got to say for the past couple months, it's been more focused on my Ironman, which is September 12th. Coming up quick. So if you're into endurance training or endurance sports, maybe that'd be a great place to catch me as well. But you can always DM me and then same thing with Patreon. So if you have a question that you want answered on the show, you can go to patreon.com slash persuasion school. It's in the show notes. That is where I answer questions from listeners. So it's more for, I guess, diehard persuasion school supporters. It's four bucks a month is the subscription for Patreon. And I answer all questions that come through in the form of a podcast episode. So if you want to listen to some of those questions that have come through from um, listeners just like you, it's patreon.com slash persuasion school. You can also message me through there after you register and submit any question that you want. So I would encourage you to look into that. Another thing is coaching. I've had some awesome people reach out after finding the show, wanting to work with me one-on-one on whatever the project is. So people that are looking to negotiate a raise with their boss, to salespeople, to marketing people, to fundraisers, to people competing in beauty pageants. I've, uh, I've got to meet a whole gambit of people and I love learning about what you guys are up to. And it's been a lot of fun getting to work with some of you via one-on-one coaching. So if that's something that you're interested in, you want some support there, the best way to get in touch with me for that would be through the website, persuasionschoolpodcast.com. There are a couple spots on the page where you can click work with me and we can just book like a power hour time slot if you want, or we can set something up that's ongoing, whatever works for you. All right. Ratings and reviews, hugely helpful, not just for boosting my ego, but if you're somebody that's got value from the show, you can help other people get value as well. Because when you rate or review the show, the podcast algorithm gods will bubble this show on up to the top to make it more visible for other people. So if you're somebody that typed into the search bar, how to negotiate a raise, you found the show, you tried it, you got a raise, which we've had many people do. You can help others do the same thing when you leave a review. So I would encourage and challenge you to do that. Then lastly, my wife Alexa and I are passionate about fighting human trafficking and sex trafficking. And I always bring this up at the end of each episode. If you're somebody that's been wanting to get involved, but just never has because you've uh, got paralysis by analysis, there are so many different organizations you could donate to or volunteer with or whatever. I want to simplify that for you so that you don't end up doing nothing. You can just go to persuasionschoolpodcast.com and donate right through our website. 100% of all the donations that come through are given to our partners here in the U.S. and abroad that are focused on methods of prevention, rescue, and restoration for survivors. So persuasionschoolpodcast.com is where you can do that. All right, guys, that wraps it up for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Have a fantastic rest of your Thursday, Friday, and weekend. And I'll catch you next week. Adios.